precedes himself anytime anywhere I'm the extreme heavyweight champion if you want it come on and get it I'll tell you right now I think you're a hell of a kid but I ain't gonna shake your damn hand because you don't deserve to be in the same ring or building with Steve Austin you're a good kid. This is American Lineage, Michael Miller, and welcome to episode 35 of Remember the Class of 1998. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, of course, it's you know about getting close to mid-Jan now, and up here in northern New York is freezing as heck. It's been below zero at night, so hopefully you guys are, gals are in a warmer place than I am right now. Um, well, let's see, enough of me t- gabbing and talking here, folks. Um... We're going straight into 10-song block, and of course, it's pretty much the best of Fall 94. Maybe a few tunes from other time periods in this mix, but we're going to start off with uh, Method Man with his classic Bring the Pain. So here's Method Man with Bring the Pain to start off this 10-song block here on Remember the Class of 1998. All right, we're done with the 10-song block here on Remember Class 1998. First heard from Method Man with Bring the Pain. And then the Wu-Tang Clan got back together in, in this one with uh, Capadonna. 
uh, song Triumph, and then we heard the supergroup Black Man United with their song from Jason's Lyric, You Will Know, and then we heard from Kitchens of Distinction with Now It's Time to Say Goodbye, and then Joe Diffie came on the scene with I'm In Love with a Capital U, and then Immature came in with their big hit Never Lie, and then H-Town came in with They Like It Slow, and then another supergroup, LSG, there we go, uh, with their song Door Number One. And then we heard from Kelly Price with a little help from R. Kelly and Ronald Isley of the Isley Brothers with a friend of mine. And then the last song of the block was uh, one we play occasionally here on the show, Daily Murphy's with Dust on the Bottle. And now we're going to get into our news segment. In our new segment today, we're remembering the life of Alan Owen, a uh, well-known Welsh screenwriter. Um, he died December 6, 1994 in London, England. Um, Alan wrote a lot of TV plays in Britain and for a lot of the networks there, but in the United States and around the world, we know Alan as being the screenwriter for the Beatles' first major film, A Hard Day's Night, which was nominated for Best Original Screenplay at the Academy Awards. Uh, following year, uh, Alan was born November 24th, 1925, in uh, Minon Bridge, Wales. So he was about 69 years old when he passed away. And he grew up mainly around Liverpool. Uh, he got his uh, writing career started with BBC Radio in 1959. Uh, his first TV play was called No Trains to Lime, uh, which is based in Liverpool, and was pre- presented on the uh, Armchair Theatre on Britain's ABC network, which is called Social British Corporation. And his first major film was called The Criminal, came out in 1960. Um, pretty much worked in television, screenwriting, up to, in films, up to about 1990. And pretty much, uh, I think the Beatles were pretty excited to have him as a screenwriter um, for Hardy's Night because they loved the... Uh, um, play uh, TV, No Trans to Lime, and if you get, get a chance to, there's a 30th anniversary um, documentary on A Hard Day's Night where they interviewed Alan before he passed away. He talked about how he got the inspiration to write Hard Day's Night. He was traveling to Beatles for a couple of weeks, and he's basically talking about how the Beatles went from a car to a room to a car to a room, you know, and all the scenic stuff, and he pretty much wrote it down, and out came a classic film. So here's to Alan Owen. Let's remember you in your life on Earth and your screenwriting. Um, and pretty much that's it, folks. All right. So after this, we're going to get into our top album segment. All right, we're getting to our top album segment, and the top album is the last one to peak in the last week of September 1994. Uh, it made it to the top 140 album. We played tracks off this album in the past shows here in Remember Class 1998. And the album is called Creep With Me, and the artist is Al Scratch. And we played Al Scratch many times here on this podcast, and now we're playing the full album here. 
So apparently it did chart in the top 200. Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, man. Doing crap on the show and sometimes you get things mixed up and wrong. But, oh, whatever. You know. <laughs> so we're going to start off the first uh, track here with the classic one from Al Scratch. Where, where my homies come around my way. Only here on Remember the Class of 1998. Alright, we're just ending our top album segment here. We're playing five tracks off the Creep Me album from Al Scratch. First we heard, where are my homies? Come around my way. And then we heard, uh, this is for my homies. And then, of course, the, the classic... They're probably their biggest hit song with Brian McKnight, I'll Take Her. And then um, the fourth track was Chill With That, which was released as a single but went nowhere. And the last track was the title track, Creep With Me. And let's see, I got my remote control, so let's go watch some TV. In our TV segment, it's going to be a short one, literally. Um, <laughs> uh, looking at the Tuesday night schedule of Fall, of course, and NBC from 8:39, and the show started off with a bang, and pretty much fell down back to earth like a shooting star. Um, the show I'm talking about is the Martin Short Show, which <clears throat> premiered on September 15th, 1994, and it ended October 1st, 1994. Um, pretty much after the show off the air, NBC had no idea what to replace with it, so it ended up being various programming during a time slot to the winter time. Um, basically the show was focusing on Marty Short, aka Martin Short, a comedian who tries to balance his work life as a sketch show host and his home life with his wife and children. And Jan Hooks plays his wife, uh, Meg and he had um, kid actors uh, Noli Thornton playing his daughter, Carol uh, daughter Caroline, uh, Zach Dumay playing his son Charlie, and then another daughter um, played by Andrea Martin. Her daughter's name's Alice. And then, of course, he had good old Brian Doyle Murray in, as a guy named Gary. Um, <clears throat> my recollections of the show, I kind of remember coming out, but it's been such a long time, and... It's probably a thing Martin Short doesn't like talking too much about because the way it <laughs> didn't last barely a month. But um, pretty much that's it. I ain't much more to say about the show. I can't even find any clips on YouTube or nothing on uh, this short-lived uh, show. But So here's to Martin Short show back in fall of 1994. And <laughs> after this, they're going to get some more segment of... Um, Maybe some good songs, maybe some bad, who knows. Um, see you then. Alright, we're back here, folks. And of course, on the American Lineage, Michael Miller, and you're listening to Remember the Class of 1998. And now we're getting to another block of songs here. And we're starting off with a country tune. Uh, this one's from Clay Walker, and this was the number one country hit for him in both the United States and Canada, and and landed on the bubbling under 100 uh, singles charts at number 21. So technically, it was a 121 um, song at one point in one of the weeks back in 94. 
And so here's the first song of this segment, If I Could Make a Living by Clay Walker. Only here on Remember the Class of 1998. Alright, we're just getting done with that segment of songs here on Remember the Class of 1998. We first heard from Clay Walker with If I Could Make a Living, his number one country hit. And then we heard from Mr. 1994 himself, John Michael Montgomery. Um, Spice's song was redone for the pop world by All for One. <laughs> but this one was a number one country hit for him too as well. It's called uh, If You Got Love. It was number two on the Canadian country charts. And then... We heard a rare track from New Zealand, and the group's called uh, Sisters Underground, and the song's called In the Neighborhood, and it was a top 10 hit in their native New Zealand, um, with minor hit in Australia. Um, li- listening to this track, it's like these uh, these gals um, were kind of like a pioneer in kind of like what would later become hip-hop country, or kind of like the hip-hop um, guitar kind of deal, you know, or something like, um, Everlast would do, like, a few years down the road, you know, if you guys know what I'm talking about, and you also can hear the PM Dawn influence in the song, too, but I actually enjoyed listening to this song, and, of course, like I said before, it's called In the Neighborhood, My Sister's Underground from New Zealand, and then, of course, we heard the classic one from OMC, also from New Zealand, with their classic song, How Bizarre, and then we end this, uh, set with Bad Religion, with uh, Infected, which was a top 40 album rock hit and a top 30 modern rock hit. And let's see, I got my Reese's Pieces. Reese's Spices! Um, maybe some beer. Hanging out with Stone Cold E.T. So I think we're going to go uh, to the movies, folks. In our movie segment today, looking back at the movie Heavenly Creatures, directed by Peter Jackson. He also co-wrote the screenplay uh, with Fran Walsh. The movie is based on a 1954 murder case in Christchurch, New Zealand, which shocked the country in New Zealand. Uh, it premiered here in the United States on November 16, 1994 in limited theaters. Uh, it did pretty well. I really don't remember this movie coming out, um, obviously, because it didn't play here in Messina. And I, at that point, in 94, I would go some f- place far away to watch the film if I even wanted to. Uh, and the movie starts Melanie Linsky as Pauline Parker and Kate Winslet as uh, Julia Hume. That's Kate's one of her first films. Uh, basically, Pauline and Juliet become uh, close friends, but the relationship becomes toxic and they live like in their own imaginary world to the point where Pauline wants her mom gone. And basically kill Pauline's mother. Um, the movie was uh, well received. Uh, actually received a nomination for uh, best original screenplay at the Oscars, and pretty much um, put Peter Jackson on the map uh, to success. You know, because Peter's career would go higher and higher and higher, obviously, uh, after his film. And I never seen the film, and maybe I probably will now, hopefully. But um, Otherwise, if you guys want to go check it out, go ahead and check out Heavenly Creatures. It's probably, you know, I guess you may consider it being a lost Peter Jackson classic, because um, 
know he's probably heard of the movie uh, lately these days, but anyways, that was our movie uh, for the week, uh, Heavenly Creatures, directed by Peter Jackson, and after this, we're going to get some Lost Album Tracks. Alright folks, we're looking at back at album tracks um, from albums they really didn't do, do too much here in the United States. Uh, our first uh, album we're looking at here is a self-titled album uh, called Dr. Butcher. It was a side project started by John Olivia and Chris uh, Caffrey who were members of the group uh, Sabotage. And this track we're playing off the album is called The Altar. So here's uh, The Altar by Dr. Butcher to start off this uh, block of songs. Only here on Remember Class of 1998. Double shot! All right, we're just getting over the... I, I would have to say a pretty good uh, pick of songs for... Uh, from Lost Album Tracks this week. Um, we started off with The Altar by Dr. Butcher off the self-titled album uh, called Dr. Butcher, obviously. Then the uh, second album we were looking at is Dogman Star from group Suede from London, or sometimes known as London Suede. Uh, this album was a top three album in their native UK, uh, top five in Sweden, uh, top 20 in Finland, top 40 album uh, in France and Japan. Um... I think the only thing it did in the United States, it made the Heat Seeker charts, which isn't really much anything, really, you know. And, of course, the track we played off from it is We Are the Pigs. And then, ironically enough, hell, I decided to do another track from the album with the double shot. I played uh, Wild Ones by uh, Suede, or London Suede, whatever you want to call them. And then the fourth track was off an album called Dog Under Stress by the legendary Mo Tucker. Uh, for people who don't know who Mo Tucker is, he was originally uh, a drummer in Velvet Underground during its heyday. And she would go solo in the 70s and 80s. And the track we put off this album, of course she was solo in the 90s too as well, obviously, because this album was from 1994. But the track we put off here on Dogs Under Stress is Cracking Up. And then we heard from George Clinton, well... Technically, Parliament Funkadelic P-Funk All-Stars, but the album was released under that title, the artist brand, in 94 in November in Japan. And, um, but when this album came in the United States, and the album's called Dope Dogs, uh, they released as George Clinton and P-Funk All-Stars. And the track we played off this album is Dog Stars. One of the few of the P-Funk albums, or George Clinton albums, they really didn't go much anywhere in the United States. Back in, um, you know, late 94, early 95. And alright, and now let's get into our pro wrestling segment. Alright, in our pro wrestling spotlight today, looking back on a wrestler that pretty much was probably maybe the biggest one-hit wonder in the 1990s, probably. Um, we're talking about the one and the only 911. Um, at this point in fall of 94, he was, of course, obviously in ECW. He was actually named Rookie of the Year by Pro Wrestling Illustrated when he did the awards in the year. 
Uh, of course, 911's known for doing his choke slam, coming in the ring, and you know, and the ECW crowd chant 911, 911, and choke slam people. Um, basically, his matches pretty much went like this. Uh, the first one, uh, September 23rd, 1994, the fall. He wrestled in Tampa. Uh, he won over Mr. Hughes, then wrestled Mr. Hughes again in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, about a week later. Same result, one course. Um, and then October 15th, 1994, he was in a 2 on 1 handicap match, won against Dino Sandoff and Stevie Richards. Also, the match took place in Harrisburg. Um, October 22nd, he teamed up with Sabu, won a match over Mr. Hughes and Shane Douglas in Concord, Pennsylvania. Uh, November 4th, he once again teamed up with Zabu this time and Taz Maniac, a.k.a. Taz, and won over Dean Malenko and the Pitbulls, and I believe that match was also in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, same night, November 4th, 1994, he teamed up with Hack Myers and won against, well, actually, no, actually, there was no contest against the Public Enemy, and same venue, of course, in Harrisburg. Uh, November 18th, 1994, another two-on-one handicap match. One over Dino Sanoff and Hack Myers. Uh, December 3rd, another two-on-one handicap match. Same people like last time, Dino Sanoff and Hack Myers. He went over them. And December 10th, another two-on-one handicap. Jeez, Paulie, you think you can do something more for this guy? Um, against the Young Dragons. And one of the Young Dragons was uh, uh, Mikey Whipwreck under a mask. I don't think anyone knew at the time it was him. Again, maybe they didn't. Who knows? And the last match he wrestled during the fall period, um, December 17th, 1994, at the ECW Arena, at the ECW Holiday Hell um, event. It was another 2-1 handicap match. and went it over to Pitbulls. So, 9-1-1 was a guy who was in the company for a while. He's definitely one of the first big ECW superstars, I guess you want to call it, or you know, big guys to make a mark there, even though his, he had one signature move, which was the choke slam. Uh, so here's the 911 in his career in the fall of 1994, and alright guys, after this is my picks of the week. Alright guys, ringing the tail end of the show here, and of course it's now time for my picks of the week here on Remember the Class 1998, and the first one I'm playing is Great track from 311. It's all mixed up because that's what the show is all about. It's all mixed up. So here it is. All mixed up by 311. Only here I remember the class of 1998. All right. That was my picks of the week. You guys heard first uh, course from 311 all mixed up. And then we heard from the Quad City DJs with Come On Ride the Train. And then we heard from Elo Kuji with Total with a song I haven't heard in a long time. I used to remember hearing all the time back in the uh, middle of the high school years, uh, lounging. And then heard Food Fires with their first big, well actually no, I would say their second real big song, Big Me. Uh, of course the video spoofed um, uh, Freshels, you know, the, the Fresh Maker, you know, those commercials. Except in the, the video they had it as Fudos. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, enough of me gabbing about nonsense. And of course, the last one we heard is a classic one from Sponge uh, with their song Plowed. And well, that's it, folks. Episode 35 is in the books. Uh, I'd like to thank Anchor again for letting me uh, do this format on their network. Um, 
and also Apple iTunes and um, everywhere else that provides uh, podcasting and Spotify for the music. And hope you guys have a good weekend. Hopefully this coming week is not going to drive me mad. Oh, same for me as well. Uh, thank you again for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you tune in next week. Uh, hope you listen to the show anytime you want to. Of course, obviously, because it's a podcast. This one in the past uh, 35 episodes. And, well, guys, rock on, peace. Love each other. And I will see you next time.